and and I, I was honest, Walker, because my, my my thing with my wife now is like I was trying to bring as less baggage into that as I could. So my my thing was like, if anything boiled up, let's deal with it now, and let's just see how it's going to go. I'm de- definitely fearful of us- losing you for this, but at the same time, you need to know everything, especially things like, like this. things like this. This is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Walker! We've been Walk to game. I think this is the Tipping Point Podcast. Peace and blessings, beloveds. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Uh, we appreciate your support. It helps us out a ton. If you want to continue helping us out, guys, please do the necessary and subscribe, especially if you're a new listener. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us from. You can find us pretty much everywhere at this point. Also, guys, we have a website that lists all of our streaming platforms as well as our social media content as well as our YouTube page that you can subscribe to as well. Gatry, the website is... TheTippingPoint.com. That's T-H-A, TippingPoint.com. Shall we begin episode insert number here? Because I think I was wrong last time. Is it 93? Actually, last time you were right. Uh, I just don't know where we are now. It's been it's been 13 days since we've done this. About 11 hours and 47 minutes, according to my countdown. Did you know how to find your way to the building? No, dude. I did that to ask for directions. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. Anyway, how have you been, man? Walker, I've been doing well, but not half as well as you've been doing. If I if I might add. Why would you say that? Because, Walker, you're always doing great, man. I've never uh, encountered you to be like, you know what, Gatry, I'm not doing well. You're just like, hey, Ronnie, you know, uh, I'm killing everything. I've got a trail of money that's following me everywhere I go. And um, in between, I'm fresh to death. And my goodness, look at my hair. This is your temperament, Walker. This is what I've gotten used to. (laughs) (laughs) So why aren't you? So why aren't you doing as good as that? <laughs> because Walker, your level is unmatched. I mean, come on, man, look at yourself. <laughs> Flowing locks, the uh, crispy edge. I see you over there, guy. Or up you there. You are in great spirits today. What's Walker, got you in such a good mood? Walker, listen to me, man. <laughs> and I know we're this, all listening. I know we're this all is a, listening. This is an average day for you, but. Oh, man, your boy is absolutely re-energized after a great family vacation to the beach last week. Um, we got some uh, <laughs> we got some interesting feedback from some of our listeners about the post I uh, posted last week. But uh, we're, we're back in the building. Oh, man, Walker, I got to tell you what about kind of feedback. Just, you know, just like, oh, you know, <laughs> Roddy, you being lazy, man. I know Walker wants to cook over there. Well, that, you know, I'm like, eh, they're not know. wrong. <laughs> continue though um <laughs> whoa okay you still doing okay over that there? was good that was good <laughs> um no nah, man uh we went down to uh 
gosh, I don't even know what you call the area. I guess you could, we'll just call it 30A to be, to be uh, socially accurate. And um, it was very low key, man. You know, we got, had a nice rental with uh, access to a private beach and uh, it was just, just good family time, man. Didn't, didn't really 38? like 30A, 30A is in 30 alpha. I don't know what the A stands for, but I know that part of the beach um is off of a roadway that they call 30a 30a if you're keeping score at home i highly recommend it man highly recommend the 30a area you can find anything along that strip you're going to be in good shape but um yeah walker uh good good family time uh no agenda no itinerary see what i'm doing here walker just relaxation ice cream and um quite a few beers for me if we're being really honest about it but yeah man we had a good time uh walker can i share something with you about the trip share away i'm here thanks man it's good to know you're here um so you know i i'll just lean into it okay um i I had several friends reach out and they're like hey man you're at the beach man i i want to go i'm just kind of nervous about you know the rona and all that stuff well you know yeah i saw some um (laughs) some some definite, uh, definitely interesting activity down there in terms of, you know, there were some pockets of people that weren't social distancing, uh, did not have mask on and the like. Uh, but, you know, we we went into this trip uh, a little little cautious, but definitely, uh, no, a little concerned, but definitely cautious is what I should say. And uh, we didn't really do too much. We, we were we were pretty, pretty adamant about having a private beach. There weren't a lot of people there. The people that were there were spaced out in the water come back out build a sandcastle get in the water come back out build a sandcastle eat some cheese it's build a sandcastle go in the water come back out repeat until you know the my three-year-old fell asleep but um it i just want to say i want to say honestly it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be um for for uh for lunch and dinner i just went and grabbed something masked on and you know brought it back to the uh to the beach house and we ate at the crib uh, we took the boys out for ice cream one night. We were masked up, got in there, got the few scoops, got back out of there. So um, I just want to say that to to anyone that may be considering the beach, it gets Gatry's uh, thumbs up if you can be cautious about it for sure. Um, but I also want to share something else with you, Walker. Uh, so, you know, I, I haven't been talking about my my fitness wellness status here lately because honestly, my weight's, my weight's been going up. OK, let's just be honest about it. But it's been frustrating, man, because um, leading up to the to our trip last weekend, uh, I was very adamant about getting no less than 45 minutes of high intensity workouts in every day. And uh, I had a streak going that ended at 126 days, according to my Apple Watch. So you Uh can you can easily see uh, why, why I was frustrated that, you know, the weight was still going up uh, in terms of and. Well, I think it was about seven pounds total that I gained uh, across that span of 125 days. You know, I, I started off losing a bunch and then it just slowly but surely I was adding just a little bit every week that it, that equated to about seven pounds. But here's the thing, Walker. So um, I, I realized that I'm addicted to Apple Health and my Apple Watch because uh, I even... <laughs> This is so bad. I even snuck in a Peloton ride uh, right before we left to go to the beach, just so the rings on my Apple Watch would close. Um, but that that fo- the following day, uh, of course, I had no plans on exercising, so I had to literally take my watch and put it in the glove box of my wife's car, just so I wouldn't have to think about it. Right? 
So, um, Walker, I'm eating like crazy, drinking, not drinking a lot of beer. I probably have like two beers a day. Uh, eating, eating a lot of cheeses and stuff like that. Just, you know, just living like on vacation, right? So we get back Monday night. I weigh myself Tuesday, uh, th- this past Tuesday, actually. And I'm down four pounds. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? Well, one thing I realized was Walker, uh, I was really not giving my body a lot of time to fully recover. And I had those two and a half, maybe three days to recover. I slept a lot longer than I normally do. And my wife was telling me, Ronnie, this is your body's way of saying we need time to recover. You're pushing us. You're pushing us every day. You push us every day for the past 125, 126 days. We need a break. So um, anyway, in seeing in seeing the the scale be a little more friendly to me and uh, ass- assessing the rest that I got, it hit me, Walker, like, OK, I think I need to go back to my five days a week and rest on the weekends like I was doing before just to get my body time to recover, because I didn't realize like how sore and how mangled my body was until I made it to the gym later on that Tuesday and I'm and I'm starting the workout. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Usually by you know by this point, I'm I'm sucking wind and I'm feeling it here. But I feel refreshed. You know, my my head was clear. My body was like, come on, Ronnie, let's go. We're gonna push like we haven't. And so of course, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. You <laughs> never was giving yourself a rest day. No, no. Here, here's my thing, Walker. This will make sense to you. I was telling myself, listen, listen. This will. Okay. I was telling myself, Ronnie. All you got to commit to is 45 minutes of the strenuous activity per day. 45 minutes of 24 hours, right? Okay. That That's not a big deal, you know? But, you know, it, 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 well, let's stop there. Does that does that concept alone make sense, Walker? That is a big deal. But, but does that concept make sense? We'll go to the next step as soon as you answer this question. Does it make sense to commit to 45 minutes of strenuous activity every day for X amount of time. No, it doesn't. Well, then I have nothing more to say. Because yeah. <laughs> well, even, even with what we're doing, we, we have rest days. Yeah, yeah. And, and Walker, don't get me wrong. At the time, I was able to justify that in my head. Um, it took Labor Day weekend for me to realize, hey, there is an, an immediate impact in letting your body recover. So I get it now, but I don't think of my theory was that, oh, I think it's somewhat understandable. It's not right, but it's somewhat understandable. If you're, you know, if you're like me and you're sedentary for most of the day, what's 45 minutes to move it, you know? Were you lifting during this time too? Of course, Walker, I'm lifting three times a week. Heavy! Yeah. So... Three lifts, four uh, hits. Se- well, three hits, essentially four uh, cardio sessions a week. Mm, a lot okay. of Peloton. <laughs> okay. Um, and no, it got and it yeah, got me so nowhere. Rest is, rest is very important. <laughs> yeah. Your body, your body needs to rest. Like I, I know what it's like. I typically do weigh less after a rest day okay. as opposed to weighing myself after a workout day. Like it's, it's yeah. Your recovery is very important. Gotcha. Mentally, physically, the whole nine. Yeah. But, but yeah. And it, you, you, you hit something there, the mental aspect of it. Uh, I think about certain periods of this 126 day stretch where, um, you know, I, my body is programmed to get up early. I mean, it just does. But physically and mentally, I was kind of like, 
we got to do this again. But I would just shut that off and just be like, uh-uh, Ronnie, you know, <laughs> we we got to shed weight. This is one this is one thing we got to do every day to help that. And I would just like, uh-uh, we'll just go ahead and fight through. It's going to suck, but, you know, it's better than you sitting on the couch, right? So it, it, was, it was convoluted, but, you know, I, it's a thing of the past now. Uh, I still need to get over my Apple Watch obsession. I had to tell myself today to leave it at home. This is big for me, Walker. I used to don't leave the house without it, but I, I don't have it today and I still seem to be breathing. So I think uh, you would leave your arm at home before you leave your Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> true true story. There have been days I left my phone at home but had my Apple Watch. But anyway, <laughs> um, enough about me, Walker. I want to hear about your Labor Day weekend. Did you uh, did you participate in any Labor Day traditions, Walker? <laughs> No, <laughs> no. Okay. As we joked about weekend, I am one of the few people who is still quarantined. <laughs> I'm one of like five people still at the house. And even I break that rule occasionally to get my hair cut. So, you know. Hey, priorities, man. There you go. And and shout out to our homie LP. Uh, he, he definitely wants to come back on, which he definitely will. Um, he has some things to promote, which uh, we're going to set that up for him to come through and the promote. The trap plan? Huh? Is the trap plan one of them? No. No, 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 no. Um, Believe him where he is, yeah. That's all he, I want to hear about. I, I, it's, it's for him to promote, and, okay. and I can't wait for him to talk about it. He gave me, he filled me in on it, and I was like, yo, definitely. Um, oh, I didn't so know he was even I hate it and love it at the same time. He got some projects I didn't know he was even working on. I was like, yes, definitely. We'll have to we'll have to chop it up when you come back through. Okay. Um, but a big part of it is supporting him and barbers and people who have shops and salons. Um, we ain't really get into it, but dude, they're not making as much money as they once was. True story. And, and you know, they really make their money, especially those who book appointments, their money is really made off of walk-ins. Like their money is made off of, hey bro, uh, you waiting on anybody? No, I can get you. Like that's where they make their additional money. And so with them only going to appointments only, they don't get that extra money. So they're heavily dependent on their, their typical, their regular customers coming in. And so for that, like, you know, just coming through and, and yeah, they, they charge a little bit more because they have to accommodate for safety and, and, and additional things that they have, you know, additional overhead to, to uh, account for safety measures. But yeah, man, I like, it was one of those things where like, I need, I need to, I need to be consistent in making sure that my, you know, I'm helping out my boy and at least being uh, a blessing to him in that regard. So that's a big reason to like going to the shop. Like it's been weird to not see that many people in a barbershop. Like I, I always, it was almost a given, especially the times that I go now, it was almost a given that if I walk in that shop at a certain time, it's going to be packed. Like people standing up waiting to get a haircut. And it's been the complete opposite of that because they're not allowing a lot of people in the shop. So uh, yeah, man, like that's, that's a big reason why uh, I did go to the barbershop over the holiday, but as far as getting out, me and the wife just kicked it and chilled, watched, watched, watched the NBA playoffs. Uh, we did cook a little bit. And so, yeah, we, we just kind of chilled and just relaxed, which was what it was all about. So gotcha. uh, good times, man. But uh, I wanted to ask you, 
So the family, the family enjoyed themselves. Wifey enjoyed herself. Yeah, and of course we all got tests when we got back. So. Anyway, <laughs> why the eye roll? Because I mean, when you when you've been tested as many times as we have, it's just kind of like, man, come on. Here we go again. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. But you know, I don't I don't do it just for me, Walker. I do it for uh, people like you. Who refuse to be in contact with you? Right. <laughs> I can see that precisely. Question: yes. I was I was listening to some uh, content on marriage, and wanted to ask you a question. I wanted to ask you this question: Are there any secrets that you keep from your your spouse? Absolutely. This is easy. Absolutely. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't know where you was going to go with that because you know you're you're Mister Transparency over there. You're just an open book, and I'll I'll tell you what I don't want to tell you easily. You know what I mean? That's 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 been you. What 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 are examples of some secrets you keep? <laughs> that won't be secret. Well, my wife doesn't listen to this garbage anyway. Uh, <laughs> one secret is I resent the fact she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so so and it's it, I, okay. So the the pundits out there would say, well, Ronnie, any secret is a secret. Like no secret weighs heavier than the other. Correct. I guess I dispel all that foolishness. So my, my thing is I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell my wife some stuff that I'll, I'll tell her the uncomfortable stuff. If it's gonna, if it's gonna impact us, I'm going to tell her, you know, I'm going to tell her about that business trip I went on and there was a woman that was highly flirtatious and how I, how I felt about it and exactly what I did. I'm going to tell her about all that stuff, but you know, yeah. but you know, the honest truth, the honest truth, as I'm telling about secrets, um, <laughs> I feel so bad saying this every day, every day I bring my boys home from school. I've got this Costco size bag of dumb, dumb suckers, right? I put it in the top back corner of the pantry. And so my boys know, you know, when we get home, all I got to do is ask daddy for a sucker and I'm going to grab him one. Now here, here's and I, I get the little step ladder and I go up there and I grab two, give it to him. Everybody's happy. Right. Um, Here's here's the thing, Walker. We got to cover our tracks, right? So the little stick that the sucker comes on, got to make sure those are in the trash before mommy gets home. And we speak nothing of suckers when mommy gets home because, you know, my, my wife's a dentist, for those of you who don't know, and my wife is always checking out our teeth. And so if there's any trace of any foul activity like suckers, then, you know, I'm the one that's going to get it. So that that's that's one secret I keep from my wife. I'm going to share another one that's a little that this this one I really feel guilty about. I'm just I'm going usher. I'm confessing everything right now. So <laughs> God, this feels so bad. There is there's a certain amount of money that I stash away in an investment bearing account for us that her name is on that my name is on as well. This account does not does not uh has not surfaced on our portfolio this account is not something our financial advisor talks to us about this account does not reside on the uh spreadsheet that she and i look over uh to to assess our financial uh vitality if you will this what this is walker is me being um obsessed with (laughs) making sure there's a certain amount of uh liquid funds available to us at all times right so what my wife sees as our primary liquid, like emergency rainy day is one thing. 
But then we got this other thing over here that we you know, are you, huh? We are you. I mean, her name's on it, so it's we. Uh, <laughs> but she uh, she does not know about that. Uh, I so don't. You. What's that? So it's you. Well, her name is on it, so it can't be just me. She don't know about it. I know, but she signed up for it. She just didn't realize she was signing up for it. Okay. Now, that, I'm not proud of that, Walker. I'm not proud of that secret. And you No, know, no one is proud of their secrets. And just my luck, Walker, this would be the one episode my wife decides to listen to. <laughs> so make sure y'all tune in next week because that's just how my luck goes, Walker. <laughs> You got a what? You give her this. She'll be more. She'd be more pissed about the boys getting suckers every day after school. But um, anyway, and I know my What's little your wife's number. I want to text her something. <laughs> Just dial nine one one. That that'll be easier. <laughs> Just cut to the chase. <laughs> but yeah, so those those are a couple. That there are there are a lot more. Um, I just don't, I don't I don't know how much time we want to spend on this. But yeah, I keep secrets from my wife for sure. Am I am yeah, I proud I mean, of it? Am I proud of it? No, I no. You should be. I don't think you should be. I mean, but again, th- those are again things that will be harmful. You're transparent, or potentially be a problem. Well, things that are harmful, you keep away from you. <laughs> I would say things that would bother her, but I'm pretty sure the sucker thing, as you acknowledge, would bother her. Last one, I promise. We we have this Costco credit card that gets cash back every year. Um, I, I manage that and I go and get the cash back. The money from that goes into this other savings account. Mm. Yeah, I don't have a lot okay. of secrets. Like things that my friend, like things that friends come to me in confidence about. Oh, goodness. I don't share with her. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't share those things. And even like, I don't share details about my past really details like you, past relationships you cover she knows the gist okay i was with but such and such deep. we were together for how for this 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 long this is why it didn't work out right okay okay but i'm not giving hey on this night of such and such at nine o'clock like i'm not doing that okay like that's like <laughs> Like that, that, that helps no one. Right, right. That information helps nobody. So, okay. like, yeah, of course there are things I keep from her. But if it's pertinent to our relationship, there was a time where I was supposed to meet up with uh, two coworkers. And um, it, was a, it was a woman and another guy. The guy flaked out. Now, I told my wife, hey, I'm going to dinner with coworkers. Yeah. A woman and a guy. Well, he ended up flaking out. And I'm like, well, do I just get up from the table now? Oh, here's my food. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like it, it, you if you was to walk in, it'd be like knowing, especially knowing you. Walker, what are you? You know what I mean? It just would have looked. <laughs> you think I would have been like that? Have you met yourself? Here, here's the thing, Walker. If if I <laughs> you finish and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll unpack. You would have read my body language. No, no. The, the thing is, if 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 I were to, if that were to happen, and I were to ever, and you, you're going to quarantine until 2030, so it, it won't ever happen. Chopping it up with us. Yeah, but here's my thing, Walker. I'd be. I'm like, this is a coworker. This person is. I wouldn't even need that Walker because I know how you feel about your wife, right? Yeah. And, and then it's none of my business. But so then, did the other woman. <laughs> well, that doesn't matter. 
But here's the thing, Walker. Everyone knows that. I'm I'm a I'm a hypocrite, right? I, I've said that what on. What do you mean? I, I, I'm just being honest with myself. I've done hypocritical things before. I will do hypocritical okay. things in the future. If I were to come in and loosely judge you based on that uh, given variable, I would be even more of a hypocrite because I go to lunch with women regularly. Gotcha. Now, 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 let me let me support that. I'm gonna tell my wife about it. Sure. <laughs> um, it's it, there's a there's a female that that you and I used to work with. Um, because I'm trying so hard not to say her name. I'm going to lunch with her next week. Gotcha. When I when I was setting it up with her, I was like, hey, babe. Going to lunch with such and such. And she looks at me like I'm an absolute idiot. Like, why are you telling me this? But that's the thing. Like, I don't want any with stuff like that. I don't need any any loose. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need anything. I got to make sure everything's tightened up. Right. So mm -hmm. just, do you just, think do you think that and, and a lot of it is, you know, our wives trust us because of our consistency. But do you think if you had a past let's say that you had a you had a whole phase in your past do you think that your wife would be less prone to just be like eh, whatever if do you think that would infect it a little bit absolutely it knowing my wife yeah if i had a past like that if there were any issues of potential infidelity or foul plays we we could say not yeah. even infidelity. You well, just let's say, let's say foul play. Let's say foul foul play. Okay. Okay. Um, if there if there was any concerns about that, I, I trust my wife that she would she would surface those concerns. Because I think but, that would be a given. If there was a history of foul play, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah, be a yeah, given yeah. That a she, woman she would she would clank clank. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, you should do that right. if, if there's a history of that. I'm just saying because I because I, most people know your your story your testimony with your your wife was uh you were you you saved yourself what do you mean for marriage oh yeah 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 my wife's like the only so yeah yeah so that's what I'm saying like if if that could depending on your 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 spouse and how she's wired that can be concerning if you had a past or a way with women you know what I mean, mm. and so just just depending, and I I'm pretty sure your your uh, being a consistent husband and being devoted to her would cure all of that. True, but you just never you just never know how understanding you know people are given. It's easy to be understanding with someone such as yourself, someone such as myself. But if you had like a, a pure whole phase in the past, and there are women that you know you hang out with of course your wife sees you around the opposite sex as well so she takes that all into account i'll just be curious to see how understanding a woman would be given if you switched out certain things about yourself here and there would she still be as trusted i got you see I, what i'm saying yeah i can go i can go on record triggers. By, i can go on record by saying i don't think my wife would be nearly as understanding really i don't think so i could be wrong but mm -mm. Really? Yeah, it wouldn't be no. It wouldn't be no having lunch with such and such over there. Nah. I think a lot has. Have you had any serious relationships prior to your wife? Did you I, have it? I had. I had one that was really serious. Yeah. Really? And do it. it I don't think it, we it, ever talked about this. Well, let's, like, let's talk about it. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put her. She's she's local. I'm not gonna put her name out here. She listens to the podcast. But. Anyway, okay. Um, so so yeah, I did I did have one very serious relationship. It was probably it was definitely the only serious relationship I've ever had. 
And it was probably about two, two, maybe three. It ended two to three years before I met my wife. Right. And um, as I've shared on the podcast before, my wife and I, uh, when we met, we decided we were not even going to be friends. We hate each other's guts. So um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy how that took a lot of the pressure off. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, so so, yeah, so that 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 serious relationship before my wife uh, that ended, it rocked me, man, because that was something that was something I thought was going to last a lot longer. That was something Bro, I was. You? Huh? Broke up with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she dropped me, dude. And it was just like she went, she ghosted me. And it was just like I was I was that guy who was blowing the phone up, you know. <laughs> Even calling her mom. Oh God. That you was me. That, dude. that was me, no Walker. Way, no. <laughs> but I was no. I was at the time, dude, I was nuts about this particular female. Dude, you're the dude. She's like, she looks at her phone and shows her girlfriends, like, see? see? <laughs> I didn't. No. I mean, Walker. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. It, it, it was. It, it turned out to be good because it, it helped me to learn the code. Because I was. I was talking to my homeboys about it a lot, and they were. They were telling me similar things like, "Gat, you got to chill, man." I'm like, "I can't. I can't. I gotta have a." <laughs> while they're telling. While they're telling. Yeah. While they're telling me how how outrageous my actions are, I'm calling her. Like, <laughs> don't call her. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What you said? What, what you said? Don't call, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, please, please call me back. Just write it. You were a bugaboo. I was a bugaboo, dude. I'm not proud of it, but I'll admit it. I love being transparent about stuff like this, man. Um, but yeah, every guy, every guy has had that one female. I mean, again, as guys, we're the ones pursuing typically, right? Right. So in our pursuits, we've always had that swing. We've all had that one swing and miss. So even with what you're doing, I I did that before in college. Oh, girl. Like, I thought she was just bad, bad. You know what I mean? And just called, called, called. (laughs) But what's odd, she would say call her. And I was thinking to myself, all right, I'm only doing what you ask. Hold on. Say what? You would tell me to call, hey, you know, hit me up. Da, 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 oh, da. Okay. You, know, okay. you know how people say, hey, how you doing? And they don't really mean it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just expecting a good, how are you back? Right. Not really a well. You know what I mean? That was kind of how that was. And so again, you learn from you learn from your mistakes. Got you. you learn from your mistakes. Well, um, no, what I what I want to share about that because um it, it was something it was something that um I had to share with my wife because uh, you know, again, this was two, two, maybe three years before I even met my wife. Right. And mm-hmm. so then things, you know, things start to pick up steam with my wife and uh, we end up, you know, I end up proposing. And then here comes here comes old girl. You know, now now I'm starting to get calls and I'm just kind of like, well, hold on. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So th- this was this was a pivotal point for me because I- I'm not going to lie. I felt I felt a good type of way. When she started calling me back, but I was still kind of bitter, and I was like, "Nah, you know, like my thing was, I'm not going to pick up because You're I got engaged at this yeah, point. Yeah, I'm engaged. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe engaged for like a month, if I can recall, or something. It wasn't long, okay? So still I'm like, engaged. yeah. So I'm like, no, nah, I got a fiance now. I don't. I'm not even going to mess with that. So now I'm flipping the narrative, and I'm ignoring these calls, right? But um, the calls were consistent. 
you know, and the voicemails are being left. And I, I'm not going to lie, like, my, my heart started to feel a good way about it. And I started to think, like, okay. Um, you know, do you know why that was? What? You, you about to tell me or? No, I'm asking you. What? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> okay. I, if, I feel, if you don't feel like sharing no, it. No, no, I'll share it, Walker. I felt like at the time I still wasn't over her. And then, like, okay. I was starting to feel myself. Because I'm like, oh, now here you come, blow your boy up, you know, like, and that 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 makes you feel, uh, at least it made me feel, really good. It made me feel like, you know, I'm, it, it, it's nothing against my wife. She, it's not like she wasn't making me feel valued, but it's like, okay, um, I got a ring on this one, so I, I know she cool with the boy, but then I got old girl over here too. But so anyway, we we reached reached a pivotal point because. That was a secret I kept from my my then fiance now wife uh, up until premarital counseling, <laughs> and a similar wow. question came up, and mm. so so then we had to deal with it. So uh, I think, and and I, I was honest, Walker, because my, my my thing with my wife now is like I was trying to bring as less baggage into that as I could. So my my thing was like if anything boiled up. Let's deal with it now and let's just see how it's going to go. I'm definitely fearful of losing you for this. But at the same time, you need to know everything, especially things like this. So um, we we dealt with that. And um, I ended up reaching out to the young lady and just being like, hey, you know, appreciate you reaching out. Here's here's my whole situation. Thanks. She knew she was engaged or she didn't know. She did not know. Because when I told her that, she was kind of like, oh, and because I was thinking like maybe she heard and maybe that, you know, was right, a catalyst right. to her calling or whatever. But she had no idea. And she understood. She was she kind of like, OK, cool, you know, whatever. And like we I was intentional about not even getting not even open that door to, to try to find out, like, why have you ghosted me for two years? You know, like, why didn't you you know, I didn't even I didn't even ask those questions. I just kind of like. Uh, the door's here. I'm going to crack it open. I'm going to put one eye out there, and I'm going to slam it back shut. So that was my whole thing. You just open the door just to tell her no one's home. <laughs> gotcha. Telemarketer. Not telemarketer, but uh, door-to-door salesman status. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A real person. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Oh, so, gotcha. Yeah. Well, all right. I was yeah, lame, I dude. I, I was lame, man. I didn't, I didn't have no action. How did you land her in the first place? Dude, it was so crazy. Um, <laughs> I met her at a nightclub, and <laughs> I was crazy about a home, a, her homegirl, right? That's usually how that works. Yeah, so so I was trying to zero in on the homegirl, but I ended up trying to get intel about the homegirl from her because there was one particular night we had jumped around to probably about two or three different spots, and they were there each time. And so I was like, man, I got to figure out who this is. Now, again, this was like bef- this is before social media was a big deal. I wasn't even on what was what little social media was out there. So it's not like you can even Facebook stalk. Right. So um, she you know, I had I had tried several times to get the other girl's number. No luck, no luck, whatever. And, you know, it, she'd even said, hey, just chill, man. I, I, I am even trying to go there. So but I, I would give up. So I went up going to her and then we ended up clicking. And it was just like, hold on, you know, then we started kicking it and we started kicking it really hard. And I was just like, dang, you cool. <laughs> you know, so anyway, and we, we just, you. we vibed, we vibed on like a really deep level and understood each other a lot. So, um, 
yeah, that's kind of how that happened. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know much about your uh, your because, dating history. Because it's not much. That's it, huh? <laughs> We've covered it. <laughs> well, to the next week. <laughs> Nah, dude, I had no game. I still don't have game, but I was just the lamest person. And like, I try to do, I try to do pickup lines. No and, need game. Well, you needed more than what I had. <laughs> Not really. I'm telling you, Walker. I'm telling you, man. Now, it was it was a long road for your boy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, let's uh. Well, we fill that up with just regular banter. Dude, that was uh, good, man. We need to talk about more stuff like that. Okay. I mean, that's what we're here for. Okay. Um, <laughs> you want to move on to the prayer list before we get into Dort? Sure. Um, I know he's been passed and he's been, he's, uh, he's passed and he's been buried, but um, John Thompson, dude, we, we were, we did not record uh, on the heels of his death, but dude, I did not want to do this recording without saying just how this guy, I, I, you realize the power this man had. And I, I'm, I'm just like probably you or Walker, but this man at a young age had me thinking Georgetown was an HBCU. <laughs> Walker, it did, it did, you know, it, for me, yeah. for me, I'm, I'm at that point of high school to where you're starting to, you know, look at different universities, things like, things like that. A lot of which you knew you had no chance of going to. And then, uh, you know, Georgetown kind of comes up and I remember looking at, I was, I was looking at like a little pamphlet or something. And I was like, why did they put either black people? In Hilarious. <laughs> but that, that, that just, it just goes to show the impact john thompson had right. on that university man um love love the stuff he did for a lot of great nba players and not everyone that's not everyone he coached made to the nba but just that father figure he was to so many young black men at a very very pivotal time for them i just i just had to say john thompson man rest in peace man you you have served you have served this country well. You've served this nation well. You served the hearts of many young men very well. And um, to a small degree have inspired me a little bit as, as you've seen Walker, I wear the little towel, you know, on my shoulder when I coach basketball. Some of that's for John Thompson. Most of that's for uh, perspiration, but still, you know, he, he made it cool to put 99%. the towel on the shoulder. Yeah, he, well, he made it cool to put the towel on the shoulder. So anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. You you said it well. I, I don't have much more to add to that. I, I just look at how many uh, men, especially black men, went on to be successful and, and he, who he kept off of the streets. Um, and he was one of those type of coaches that as a parent, you could feel comfortable leaving your child with him because you knew... John Thompson was like someone in the, in the neighborhood that you knew if you weren't around, they were going to look out for your child. And so that was kind of the vibe that he had. I mean, I know I look, there was a lot, there a lot of guys at name, but you think of Patrick Ewing, uh, you think of Allen Iverson, you think of all these guys, especially Allen Iverson, like where would he be um, if it wasn't for like a John Thompson? So I know, you know, and my thoughts and prayers are for those guys whose lives were greatly impacted by this man. And he was so young too, man. 79 is still very young. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, my thoughts and prayers are with his family for sure. Um, so yeah, so salute to a gentleman, an excellent coach, an excellent and even greater man in John Thompson. 
um, Daniel Prude, <clears throat> the family of Daniel Prude. Are you no. are you familiar with the story? No, enlighten me. Rochester, New York. It's, this one's kind of flown under the radar. Um, in late March, Dude, is uh, this, this the guy this, they put the bag like, on his head? Yes, and I feel I feel yeah. so bad because I didn't even know what his what his name was. But go ahead, I'm sorry, Walker. No, 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 you you're good. That's that's why we're a dynamic duo. Um, Daniel Prude, he was age 41. He his brother uh, was trying to get him, you know, to settle down. He believed that he was under the influence of PCP, and um, he actually took his brother to the hospital, but he was he was released. Um, they didn't retain him at the hospital. So he has his brother, I guess, at his place. And his brother strips down, runs out the house. His brother calls the police to kind of help him get his brother to settle down. Um, during this moment, he's, you know, no clothes on. He's spitting, saying he has coronavirus. And um, the police, the, they arrived and handcuffed him. And they then proceed after he started spitting, they covered his head with a mesh hood. Um, I guess for him not to continue spitting on people. But when he tried to like rise up and 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 you know get free, the officers held him face down on the ground. And on the video it showed like one of the officers pushing his head to the pavement and they held him down for like a few a few minutes. Um, he eventually had to be resuscitated and he was taken to the hospital. I think he was taken to the hospital, I'm assuming. And he died later, like several, seven days later, he died because of that. Um, this is of course the, the video footage, this happened back in March, but the video footage was, I guess, released recently, which has led to protests, uh, which have led to, uh, a lot of people calling for justice in a situation. What you do need to know is that the police chief has since resigned because apparently they were trying to make it seem, I think to the mayor, uh, made it seem that he died as a result of just being on, on drugs. But the video evidence suggests that he was being held face down with a mesh covering over his head, which I don't think was communicated to the mayor or to was communicated by police. Um, so the police chiefs have since resigned and, uh, once the video footage got out, the police officers involved have been since suspended. They were just went back to work like nothing happened. So that's, that's the issue in the story there. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on this. Get you want to comment. I gave you enough back backstory, but that's, that's pretty much the story. Just, I just don't know why. I mean, you couldn't tase him. I, I've seen people get tased, and I mean it. It it will stop you in your tracks. I mean, at least momentarily, at the very least. But uh, lack of training, man. I don't know. Well, well, here, here's what I would say, and and I know this conver this topic has has slowed down, but here's why I think the I know the the term defund the police can be triggering for people, especially on where you get your information from, but. For the lack of triggering people, let's just say this is why the, the concept of reallocating funds from police budgets should be visited <clears throat> is you have people that you can actually call in situations like this that deal with mental health, that deal with people who are 
uh, under the influence of of substances, right? Those people are <clears throat> trained. Those people are skilled. Those people know how to deal with these situations, and they have specific training that police officers don't have. And it's important, especially when you have police departments that have balloon police budgets, to reallocate some of those funds to these services so that they'll have enough people on staff that Daniel Prude's brother could call in a situation like this. They don't have weapons on them. They don't have, they have their skill set to help get this person settled down, relaxed, whatever, without using force. And I, and I think that's, that's, and again, you're not taking, you're not, you're not draining funds from a police department so that they're no longer operational. You're just taking these excess funds that can actually be allocated somewhere that can actually provide people the help they need as opposed to force obsessive force that in this case resulted in someone dying unnecessarily. So again, I feel that this is something that we need to discuss. And this is a prime example of why the conversation of reallocating funds from police departments should be visited, revisited because the police clearly could not help this person, but there are people with skills and training that can, they just need the proper funding that the police departments have but are using for things that are not helping in this case. So that's all I got to say. Our thoughts and prayers are with the family of Daniel Prude. For sure. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with his brother. I'm pretty sure he regrets and hates the day that he called the police just trying to get some help. I cannot and imagine. Get it. Um, so yeah, our thoughts and prayers are with them for sure. And with that, sir... That's all I have on my prayer list. Do you? That's all. Do you have I anybody else? So, Gus of Trash, you'd like to go first. Let's just trash everything. I don't even know what to how to proceed after that. Did I just kill your vibe? Uh, I'm gonna get it back. Um, <laughs> Walker. Oh goodness, college football is back. Discuss your trash. Wait, you care about that? Well, I, I got some observations. I, I'm not gonna say you that care? I care. No. You do care. I'm not going to say that I care. I've just got some observations. You do care. Tra Let's discuss this. Okay. Let's discuss it. Walker, I, I want to hear. Walker, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of alarmed, right? Um, what are you alarmed about? Well, no, number one, this is so bad, but it didn't, didn't, I didn't really realize until midday yesterday that you know Saturday college football was back, right? Um, so you know, I'm, you know, my actually been back. Like a week or two. Not Saturday, Walker. Not games that people care about. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> did you care about these games yesterday? I cared about some. You know, I, I saw the uh, the Big Twelve lose uh, several games to um, what was it, Sun Belt? Come on, man, where they do that? At? Yeah, Iowa State lost to Louisiana, and Arkansas State beat Kansas State. Walker, I don't even want to talk a, a technical about football, right? What I want to talk about is what you I never could. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I want to talk about is what I observed around these football games now. What did you see? I, I saw a lot of people, and particularly K State, Kansas State. 
I don't know if you saw them panning the crowd, but the side of the stadium that that you know that runs right up to the uh, Kansas State University football team sideline seemed to be just about full capacity. Now the the end zone the end zone areas were sparred or people spaced out. Um, the visiting side had people spaced out, but I was so shocked to see so many people that close together at this game. And um, you know, I again see this is me being a hypocrite again. I do realize, understand, and respect the fact that we're in a pandemic right now. Um, do you? I, I do, Walker. That that is why <laughs> that is why we didn't go and dine in during vacation last week. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm trying to work to Fair enough. to figure out creative ways to deal with the pandemic and live a little bit, right? So, um, but I was a little disturbed by that. And it wasn't just Kansas State either. There were student sections where they had kids packed in. And I'm particularly alarmed about that just because college campuses across the nation are seeing, you know, higher numbers of reported coronavirus cases. So um, I just, I I know football is part of the the heartbeat of this country. And uh, I get it. I'm not as fanatical about football as I was, say, five, six years ago. Uh, but you know, I am concerned and I just don't, I don't understand the guidelines. If any do, does, does every, does every school kind of get to make their own decision on how, you know, football, football game attendance is going to be like, I got questions and, uh, my question the the heart of my questions are more so for people and wanting people to be as safe as possible. But I gone in, you know, expecting to see empty stadiums, you know, maybe with, cardboard cutout fans like the you know the the major league baseball and the nba do but um when i saw real people <laughs> it's kind of like ooh, okay um maybe this doesn't exist in certain areas but uh, w- what are your thoughts walker what do you think about it you know it exists <laughs> and you know some of those people got covid <laughs> I'm pl- I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt because especially after yesterday <laughs> walker that's not right What's not right? No, what's not right? Finish. We're all hugged up on each other like there's not a pandemic. So you saw that too? Yes. Absolutely. No, that's what's not right. But it's not. I don't think it's right for us to call it out like that. Call what? The dead may have COVID. (laughs) That's a that's a that's a reach, Walker. How in the heck is that a reach? We've seen in every scenario where there's been people huddled up, people have ended up getting COVID. We we should wish it upon them, is what I'm saying. I didn't wish it. <laughs> you could have easily said, I hope they didn't get COVID. You said, no, they I'm, probably got it. I'm pretty sure they ended up, many of them ended up with COVID. Continue, Walker. You are so brash. So you reach your hand over the stove while it's lit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he burnt himself. <laughs> no. Is that's, that saying uh, that's a dangerous that situation? Saying, I hope, no, no, I hope no. he scars his hand for life. That's is <laughs> that the same thing? Yes, it is. Because you have not approached well, that situation with any optimism. Extra. No, you What's haven't. Optimism? Show me the optimism. Man, Show me the optimism. I sure hope he doesn't burn himself if by doing that. No, Gatry, it's an absolute certainty. If you reach and touch the hot stove, you're burning yourself. <laughs> But you shouldn't want him to is my thing. I didn't say I wanted. <laughs> is this thing on? Are you going to listen to this later? I did not say that. I didn't I, say I wanted I never that. accused you of saying that. I'm just saying, generally speaking, you should want the best for that man. 
I do. I wanted you to stay home. <laughs> that was what was best for you. But since we're past that point, <laughs> where's your compassion? What do you mean? Where's my compassion? Continue on, sir. Um, what I think about football being back? I mean, hey, the show must go on. I'm not worried about football, Walker. I'm worried about the, the people. I'm be- asking you about the people. What do you think about the, the people? They don't care. Do you care that they don't care? Do I care? I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This is what I want. That's all I was trying to get to, Walker. Your soul does exist. That's not what you asked. What did I ask? <laughs> you want, What are your thoughts? Oh, that's right. So, yeah, okay. So I opened it up to a broad. Okay, okay. My bad, Walker. Next time, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> or let me finish. It'll fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, Godspeed. Godspeed. If you're, if you're gonna go to if you're gonna go to games like that, Godspeed. Before we move on, Walker, let, let me ask you this, okay? Because you 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 are you're a proud alum of Auburn, right? Yeah. No, never mind. I know the answer. You're not. You're what not. is the what's the question? Okay. So so you are just had a conversation with yourself. You are <laughs> you like me to leave? You're rewarded uh Let's say two tickets, because I know you want to bring your bride with you. No. Okay, see? Thank you. Next topic. I'm not going. <laughs> Even if it's spaced out? I'm I'm gonna go and scalp to but someone it, who wants to, to someone who wants the COVID. If they say <laughs> get your COVID tickets right if here. They say, if they say we're only letting in five thousand people, and you know Jordan Hare easily seats a hundred ticket in town. And you got two of them. Yeah. You're going to Auburn, but only the scalp tickets with your mask on and maybe a hazmat suit. Absolutely. But you're not entering that stadium. Get your COVID tickets right here. Okay. Next topic, Walker. You're you're incredible. <laughs> so you're you so so you you get to be one of the the, the lucky are they doing twenty percent at Brian Denny? What are they saying on the email distributions that you BDS is gonna be twenty percent. Okay, so if you you got opportunity to be one of the twenty percent in Brian Denny, and you have a ticket for you and your eldest, not at twenty percent. The ratio upon which I present to you is less than twenty percent. Okay, so what are you going to do with those tickets? No, 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 no. no. We got to present this on level terms because I'm not asking you to go to Auburn game at twenty percent. I'm asking you to go to Auburn game at what's what's the, what's the ratio on that? You said five thousand tickets. Is that twenty percent of a hundred thousand? That's less. That's far less than twenty. Right. So, so let's say let's say it's five percent. Right. And my math is terrible. But you're not even considering going if it's five percent. Walker is my question. No. At five percent, I'm considering going to BDS and watching uh, Alabama play Georgia for sure. Okay. At five percent, five percent capacity, I'm considering it. Strong consideration. Okay. Says the guy who's been to the beach. <laughs> He's been working, going to work throughout this whole pandemic. Jim. He has random Jim. <laughs> You're going at 30%. <laughs> I even rubbed my face down the hallway of a hospital. <laughs> You're high-fiving. I'm not, I'm not, relax, Walker. I'm not high-fiving anybody. You getting these elbows for when sure. When's the last time you high-five somebody? That I wasn't related to? 
Yes, that you wasn't related to. I high five my boys every day. When was the last time you that someone that you wasn't related to? When was the last time you high five somebody? Have you okay, let me rephrase the question. Have you high five someone that you wasn't related to in this pandemic? No. Okay. Fair enough. Now, these, yeah. These, absolutely. But this? But you're definitely going to Brandon. It could be at 50% capacity. You're you, going. You need to chill. You're reaching excessively. Next topic, I'm please, reaching? sir. Yes, you're reaching. Uh, now that uh, I you mentioned college football, what about the NFL? Who cares? You got a team there, too. No, I want to discuss this, Walker. I want to discuss this. That's something I want to ask you. You go first, because I, I got a situation I want to share with you. Okay, awesome. I, did, I didn't even plan for this, but yeah, you did go you ahead. Watch. Walker. Did you hear about the Chiefs and Texans game? Yeah. Thoughts. I Particularly think not the, not the game pregame. Yeah, pregame. I, I think. What do you think about what the NFL is doing with pregame? Stuff? I can Let's see just, through it, Walker. See through what? I can see through what the NFL is trying to do. Right. What are they trying to do? They're trying to be NBA light. But your heart isn't there. I can. I don't have to question Adam Silver's heart. I know based on you know what's happening in the bubble and things that have happened before that Adam Silver really has some type of emotional connection to the players that play in his league. I cannot say this for Roger Goodell. This the is NBA, the NBA does not have jigger. My N word. Still nothing. No pulse over there. Spin. Solve the puzzle. Like Drake says, I can see straight through them like fish tanks with no fish in them. Drizzy still got some 06 in him. I even hate it when you recite Drake Bar. <laughs> it is the worst. It's 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 a failed attempt. And to lift every voice and sing before I think they reached or stretched it to every game this season, this season only, because that means you know social justice will will have to have occurred after this NFL season concludes. Um, it's it's a reach. You're, you're you're doing too much. You're doing a little too much, I think, and you're trying a little too hard. Why don't you let the players come up with something? Why don't you let Malcolm Jenkins come up with something? That's my thoughts. Okay. What'd you think about the Kansas City? Well, I, I, I mean, considering the NFL's history with players trying to speak out and make statements and protest, I, I can understand how you may question their sincerity. Thank you. Y'all got a lot more to do to get to me. Put Cap in the league. Does Cap want to be in the league still? I don't care. Put him in anyway. Gotcha. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Now, Walker, I'll say this. Your point about Cap that you made on this same very podcast a year ago, that I that that couldn't have been better put. I used that that valid point in my arguments regarding Cap. It was genius. Which was? You know, <laughs> you used the use the example. If 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 my employer does something that no 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 what what was it? Dang it. If we were in the if, heat of if this my employer fires me. Right. Right. He was right. released. 
and then I take them to court over it. Here you go. What's Walker. the likelihood of that company hiring me back? Now, let me say it in my way where people understand. If I get fired on my job, right, and I feel like they did me some type of way, and I take them to see the judge, and then I try to circle, and then then I, I get money from the case, and I circle back and be like, y'all still going to hire me back, though, right? No, I'm going to get a slam door in my face. That sounded a lot better, Walker. Um, so yeah, I use, I use that argument with cap. So I get it. The NFL stance with cap. It's, it's challenging. It's unique, right? Cause if you, if you welcome him back in, then what about all this money that he got from us in this legal case? I don't know. I don't care. Anyway, that's something you got to do though. And it's based on, just like you said, it's based on the NFL's history of not being friendly about social justice issues like this. Just my thoughts. What did you think about the fans booing during that moment of unity i think it the, i think it supports my my whole notion about the, it reflects on the league i think so oh do tell the, i think the league can control this to a degree how by doing something different than this i don't think it i think for those people who booed i don't think it matters what you do well that's true I just, you know, I couldn't hear anybody booing the NBA. I think there's just a, there's a contingency of people who are just racist. True. And have an issue with unity. Unity. Great segue, Walker. This goes, this goes right into what you're saying about the NFL. Thursday afternoon, I go to check. You're welcome for the alley-oop. Thank you. I'm about to reverse 360 slam this thing. Um, I go to check my mail uh, Thursday afternoon, and a neighbor, a white male neighbor, approaches me. And, um, you know, we're having small talk. And is as, this things that white people ask Gatry? Yeah, things white people tell Gatry. So it's a little different. Oh, so um, I like that. I like the question. Go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're having our small talk, you know, talk about the neighborhood, you know, normal neighbor banter. So as I do, as I bid him adieu about face and walk towards the garage, he says, hey, Ronnie, um, I don't know what you guys are watching tonight, but make sure it's not on the NFL. So I said, okay, man, okay, whatever. You know, literally. And he says, because... You, want, you wanted no part. I wanted no part of this. I'm trying to evade. <laughs> Jeez, man. He said, he says, he says, I'm doing my part to make sure I don't show support to an organization. Retreat! Retreat! I'm doing my, he says, I'm doing my part to make sure I don't support an organization that supports child rapists. So that's all I need to do to stop stop me dead in my tracks. Turn around. He's one at this point. So uh, I said, "Excuse me, excuse me. What what was that?" And, he's, and he he said it again. Said the exact same way. And he was like, "The NFL ought to be ashamed of themselves for supporting Jacob Blake. He raped a child and he put his hands on one of the mothers of his many children. So many negative connotations here, Walker. Right. So um, I quickly <laughs> hit him back and said. Well, I guess that warrants him being shot in the back six times by police. Seven. It was it seven? Yeah. Okay. Seven times. Dang. Well, that. I don't know if my argument's that strong now. Then. Well, so, I mean, six is still bad. True. Six too many. And so, so he he asked me to clarify myself, and I said, "We what, had Jacob Blake on trial for raping any child." He said, "Nobody had warrants. You had a warrant out for it." And I said again. When a police officer is tasked to serve a warrant, he has to go present the warrant and bring the person to the judge. Ultimately, am I correct? Bring them to jail and they await trial. Right. To, to, to see a Walker, judge. You're so, you're so nuanced. 
Um, that was a compliment. But yeah, Thank you. <laughs> I said, "Isn't isn't that how it, how it should go?" And he says, "Well, yeah." And I said, "Well, you know, the issue with Jacob Blake that you brought up, that police officer took matters to his own hands and said, you know what? I'm totally going to sidestep the judicial system, you know, uh, liberty and justice for all. And I'm going to take this matter into my own hands. And not only that, once he gets to the hospital, we're going to handcuff him because we've essentially served the warrant since he's still alive. And I said, how many rapists do you think are around us right now that don't have six, seven bullets in their back? So I said, thank you for this dialogue. And he's, he's trying to say stuff, Walker, but I'm just being belligerent at this point. And I'm saying, thank you for this dialogue. If you'll excuse me, I'm about to go watch the Chiefs-Texans game. Ronnie, 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 you don't understand. You don't understand there's more to it. The media, it's the media controlling. They're controlling you, Ronnie. It's the media. They want you to think this way, but they're not telling you this, 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 and this. You know what I would have, I wish I could have been on your shoulder. I'm smaller than you, and I, but I'm too big to sit on your shoulder. But if I could. You would have done what? I would have asked you. <laughs> Where do you get your information from about Jacob Blake? <laughs> well, that that that's not Walker. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. The argument 60, is 60 to 65 year old white male who served our nation proudly. And I mean, there's a lot you don't know. He's got a Trump Pence sign in his manicured front lawn. So you know, if I had to take a stab in the dark, I would have guessed that. But what I'm saying is. <laughs> What I'm saying is, <laughs> you know, if I wouldn't get judged by my guesses, I would have w- went that way. But I, what I'm saying is, is that if we're going to say it's the media that's controlling Gatry, then where do you get your information from? I see what you mean. That okay. you're well-versed in this Jacob Blake situation. Right. Who told you that he was a rapist? A rapist, not not an alleged rapist. Right, a rapist. A rapist. Skip everything else. Who told you that? Where'd you get that from? Mm. If I was sitting on your shoulder, I, oh. I just would have. Because my thing is, if re- if you really have an issue with the media, keep the same energy. And exactly. what I try to do is, and I've talked about this before here, is yes, we know. CNN has a slant. We know MSNBC has a slant. Fox News has a slant. One America Everyone, has a slant. <laughs> I was about to say something else, but I'm going to be fair. Everybody has a slant. Right. Right? So the issue is, is to hear both sides, do your due diligence, and find out what's really going on. Not rocket science. Unfortunately, there's so many people in our country who are so lazy to find out what's really going on. That's the that's the harsh reality. And so they get sucked they get sucked in the group thing. And then when you challenge them on those thoughts, they have nothing. Now you're being manipulated. Now it's it's but whatever. Dude, he was so gassed up. Think about it, man. He was so gassed up to to make sure I knew that. 
and you know in his convoluted little head dang it i think you know people never talk to me like this <laughs> based on our last episode how we ended with the things white people ask atri i'm guessing he approached me with the with the assumption that i was on the same level as he was right sure. but you got to realize how much power it takes to do that <laughs> you know and yeah, he's he's probably got Fox News on repeat, you know, whatever. So, I just I just wanted to to just you know put a cherry on top of what you said and just like really point out the power that the media has, you know. So anyway, I'm so petty, you know. In a moment of transparency, God is working on me, Gatry, to not be so petty. You know what I mean? I can be really petty. Especially like when you annoyed me, I think you know that better than most. Um, I'm that that's not directed towards you in any way. But what I'm saying is, is when he says don't watch the NFL, I probably just would have been like, yeah. Especially how the way they did Kaepernick and mm. walked off. Like I would have. I w- again, God's working on me in that regard. Right. I know. I know that I need to talk to people better than that. But when I get petty. I just, go, I just go. I just go. I just. I just go. I'm Mike Tyson. I, I, we're not. We're not going 12 rounds. This is going to be over in 30 seconds in the first round. I'm going back home. I'm not even going to drop a sweat. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a swing. I'm going to connect, and you're out of here. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it, the petty me. I would have been like, yeah, the way they did cap. I ain't been watching NFL in years. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. Uh, uh, what's next on the docket? Let's go to the bubble walker. I want to talk about, is it Daniel or Denwell house? <laughs> oh, <laughs> talking it's about, house. talking about, just call him house. we'll call him D house. Okay. Talking about keeping secrets from your wife. Um, it was a legend. Yeah. Oh. oh man. This story is not okay. It was alleged <laughs> that, uh, Mr. House had, um, had company, Outside un- unauthorized company in his room during the bubble. Discuss or trash? There's no wrong trash. answer here. Okay, good, Walker. There's no wrong answer here. Trash. All right. Um, I was gonna I was gonna discuss this if he wasn't married. I didn't know nothing anything about his marital status. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but married I was with three kids too. By the serious, way, I was gonna shoot him some serious bail. If he was a single man, gotcha. But since he's married, no, that's that's trash. Let's trash it. Okay. Um, I have a Brianna Taylor update. Yeah, I, I read about this. Let's. We're definitely gonna discuss this. Okay. Let me pull it up here. This is courtesy. This information is courtesy of Black Enterprise. So, attorney. Uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, who was my player of the week on our last recording, will present the case before Louisville Grand Jury uh, next week at an undisclosed location. Once the grand jury decides if the case will go forward, Cameron will make a public announcement to share his office's investigative findings and the grand jury's decision on possible indictments for the three officers who fired their weapons that night. Uh, as, As... Uh, These words are from Cameron. When the investigation concludes and a decision has been made, we will provide an update about an announcement, Cameron said in the statement. The news will come from our office and not unnamed sources. Until that time, the investigation remains ongoing. 
thought, Skatry? Uh, I'll take this, Walker. This is... This at least lets us know that the voices have not been ignored, which was the feeling up until this news broke. Um, Again, echoing your words, low expectations here, only because I think they've had so much time to cover this up or to construct this in a way that makes it not look like murder. That is what fuels my low expectations. I have nothing more to add on to, on that. I don't feel good. I do not feel good about this one. Um, they have an option of indicting them on, on the three degrees, any anywhere from reckless homicide to murder. They're. I don't think. I think they should go for reckless homicide. I'm listening. And not murder. Because Mur, you know, I think I, I don't. I didn't look it up before we we went on went live with this, but I think murder. I could I could stand corrected. I wish we had someone actually in the room, you know, fact checking as we talk. But I think in the state of Kentucky, there I don't know if there's any degrees of murder, like first degree, second degree, third degree. So if you're talking about murder, you're talking about. Uh, intent like they went to they went to Breonna Taylor's house with the intent to murder her right or kill her and I don't know if you can prove that in a court of law so I think reckless homicide is what I would if I would go with and I think they need a vote of at least nine grand jurors to actually indict these officers it makes me a little nervous Gat. Mm. Um, it just makes me real nervous another problem that I have um, we're, we're you're familiar with the three gentlemen, right? Um, Sergeant uh, Jonathan Mattingly and the two detectives, Miles Cosgrove and Brett Hankinson. I don't um, know about them personally, but those names do ring a bell. I feel like I'm on trial. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know these gentlemen, dude. right? <laughs> um, but you know that was a fourth detective. Now he wasn't with them. Um. He wasn't with them the night of the shooting, but he actually lied to the judge to obtain the no-knock search warrant. Oh. Did you know about that? I did not. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm pulling it up here. So basically, what the lie was is Breonna Taylor's ex, who was one of the guys they picked up earlier in the day. He was he was involved with her and back in I guess before uh she got with this uh think Kenneth Walker, the guy who she was with. Uh they they I guess interviewed or talked to people at the post office and said that there were suspicious packages being delivered to Brianna Taylor's home. And the people at the post office said, we did not talk to police. In fact, we didn't find any of the packages suspicious at all. So what we know about that situation is that the Louisville detective, Joshua James is his name, actually lied. This whole situation is, is occurred off of a no-knock search warrant that, that the detective lied to obtain for Breonna Taylor's home. 
Hmm. There's no proof of evidence. So basically, Joshua, I don't even know why Joshua Jane still has a job. Because you lied to a judge. Isn't that perjury? Yeah. Right? That that should serve as the whole backdrop for this whole entire situation. But we're not hearing that part. So I'm concerned about where this, like, what, what are you using Daniel Cameron, like what? What's what? What's your evidence? What are you using in this regard? And it, it just it just makes it just gives me a bad feeling. I'm prayerful. I'm prayerful that that justice gets served in this situation. But given that Daniel Cameron has always already been my player of the week, he's been sketchy from day one. He's been controlled. Um, and the fact that 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 evidence from Joshua James lying about the search the no knock search warrant concerns me that's the whole setup for this whole situation so i don't feel good about it but i'm always hopeful so there you go ball's back in your court Uh, that was all i had walker that's all you got yeah brianna taylor was on my list so yeah i should have known you were gonna have that um charlemagne the god and iHeartRadio have partnered together to launch the Black Effect Podcast Network. That's a trash. Trash. Discuss it. Before we get into that, I do want to, to provide an update on something we talked about last, because I think this weaves right into the whole Charlemagne the God thing. And I want to get your thoughts on these two schools of thought. Um, we talked about Joe Budden and his decision to walk away from Spotify. I, I did some more digging. I listened to Joe Button's podcast. He he did two he did two episodes. You know, he's been doing two episodes a week. So he in that week's time he covered a lot. So he talked about the relationship with Spotify and how them being the number one podcast apparently Spotify felt like they didn't hit certain benchmarks despite being number one on their platform um and joe button and the guys on the podcast were expecting certain bonuses certain incentives to be provided on behalf of spotify which was not um he just kind of talked about how how life was after they signed that deal with spotify and when we talked about the when we talked about the episode we talked about understanding your worth and i talked about what other podcasts were getting Right. Well, Joe Button actually, it wasn't a matter of, it was a matter of money to a degree. I'm not going to say that it wasn't, but what I learned, and you could let me know if you've heard this. If you've heard this, you know, I'll try to speed through it. But what I heard, what I found out was that Spotify actually offered him a pretty sizable deal. The problem was, is that instead of licensing his content, Spotify would own his content, Mm -hmm. his IP, right? So they would own that and they would own any subsidiary podcast or anything that let's say Maul or Rory wanted to spin off and do something, they would own that as well. So basically for a sizable amount of money, everything that Joe Budden and his guys have worked to build, they would sell it to Spotify and it would become theirs. Past, present, future. Okay? 
And after that, Joe Budden was like, screw that. We're walking. So to that, just want to just add clarity. Like that's what the issue was. Um, and I talked about like not burning bridges and whatnot, but I understand why Joe Budden walked away. And he, you know, Joe Budden is always passionate when he's talking on his podcast. Um, but I understood he, he talked about it from a standpoint of oppression. It's almost kind of like uh, people kind of compared it to kind of what Monique was feeling with Netflix in a regard. Um, Joe Budden felt like that was really oppressive in terms of like what they're doing to black creators who wants to own their own stuff and the way that they were treated after signing that deal. Well, Charlemagne and Joe Budden got into this back and forth. You may have heard about that. I didn't. Oh, okay. So Charlemagne kind of mentioned, Charlemagne talked about how he talked about how he, he, he pointed back to um, complex when Joe was at complex and how things broke down in negotiations. Joe walked away from complex. Um, Joe button had talked about that in, 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 in the past saying that the soul was gone. In other words, it's almost a similar thing that was happening at Spotify. Right. And so Charlemagne and Joe Budden had this back and forth. Joe Budden followed that recording up with addressing naysayers. And he talked about Charlemagne and how Charlemagne for all he's done for iHeart for the breakfast club. Are you really being compensated? Like you should be based off of what you've done for iHeart in a breakfast club. Right. And basically saying, you know, what do you own? Right. So interesting podcasts, um, different schools of thought there that leads into this because this deal got announced last week, right. On the breakfast club. Um, this, this deal He's partnered to launch the Black Effect Podcast Network with the goal of bringing together the most influential voices in the black culture. And he's got some heavy hitters on this one. Of course, he has to, he's bringing the Breakfast Club with him, but he has a podcast. I mean, they're, they're covering different. He wants this, this podcast network to be for podcasts, what BET was for a black TV show or TV station, right? And so... You got you're covering different aspects from sports to to you know uh, what's the pie what's all the smoke yeah with Stephen Jackson yeah. um, and Matt Barnes you got um, comedy podcasts like the eighty five South Show uh, Jess Hilarious has a podcast on there you got podcasts on social justice with Tamika Mallory and my son um, you got legal stuff with Ebony K Williams. Um, I mean, several others to name, but but it's a big. It's oh, Drink Champs, Drink Champs with Nori, um, big podcasts that are coming to this network, and it's kind of like a fifty fifty deal in partnership with iHeart, and I believe this was part of the thing that Charlemagne was really quiet about because I think he was up to renew his his deal with iHeart this year, and. Charlemagne was negotiating not only coming back on with the breakfast club, but having this podcast network. And so he said something on the breakfast club that was a shot at Joe. He said, it's not what 
your worth it's what you can negotiate so anyone who was listening or been keeping up knew who that was directed at didn't say no names but we all knew who he was talking to what are your thoughts on all of that information (laughs) and and well, let's 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 tackle let's tackle let's tackle it piece by piece. What do you think about Charlemagne's deal? I think it's incredible. I think um especially with that lineup that you just said, I mean I'm I'm with it. I you know, selfishly I just wish uh he he could really stand alone and still produce that. I know that bag is smaller if you do that, but I think he's got enough influence to where if it's just him it could eventually grow. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 leaning on iHeartRadio for him and the leaning on Spotify for Joe. You know, just I, I kind of wish that those elements were removed from it just so we can, you know, truly have 100% ownership and we don't have issues like this in the future. Gotcha. Just my thoughts. This is our vision. Yeah. That's pretty much was our vision. Um, at a at a smaller level, of sure. course, we don't have those type of connections and the relationships that he has. But that's something that we would like to see for other podcasts uh, to build a network and a community of other podcasters who tackle different areas of of black culture that we don't even reach. Right? It's like we. It's almost like you can a la carte whatever it is your interest is, whether it's beauty, style, fashion, uh, sports, politics. You know, we kind of kind of we kind of broad cover a lot of that in, on what we do, but you'll have specific niche podcasts that cover certain types of things. So I love the idea of it. Um, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Charlemagne's approach. I think it boils down to your conviction. Mm. There's different schools of thought. There's different, different ways to skim a cat. Uh, I would love for him to own it. Um, I'm with you. I, I don't have much to, to. I don't have much of a difference of opinion as it pertains to Charlemagne's deal. Right. What do you think about Joe Budden's point? Um, in his position, I, you know, I I get it. I, I get it. I I don't. I honestly, at my core, I don't like them going going back and forth about it because that you know <laughs> that defeats the whole purpose of the big thing that I think they both have in common with wanting to build. Um, but yeah, I can kind of see where they have the same idea, just different approaches, right? Right, I can kind of see where Joe's coming from. I can see where each of them is coming from, honestly. Both of them have great points, yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I and actually, going back to my, my initial point, Walker, I think both of their concerns, which each of their own uh individual points, those are resolved if, if you have your own, <laughs> everyone's happy. Am I right? That was Joe's point, yeah, that was Joe's okay. point, okay. He basically said on the podcast. We need to own our own stuff. And that, that's my thing with Joe. Like, Joe, you think if you if you just went out and started your own, that they're not going to be people, you know, throwing themselves at you, throwing uh, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of advertising dollars at you for, right. you know, to be to be involved with this network because the listener base you're going to bring with you. What's the stop the two of them from getting? I mean, Charlemagne's on his own journey, but what was the stop the two of them from getting together to do that? Now that's and just high in the Skywalker. The if that happens, then yeah, trusting the process. Yeah. Oh, you get the you get both of them collabing to start their man. Come on, dude, it's over. It's over. You got two of the strongest voices in our culture joining forces 
And to your point, I am talking strictly pie in the sky. But what I'm saying is because they're, again, you have the same big picture. You just have different ways of attacking it, right? right. Different philosophies, different philosophies on how to do it. And I think that's where they, they butted heads. Right. And I, I don't know. I don't, man, bro. I don't know how we, cause I, you would think that that's all you need, right? You just need the vision. If you get the vision, everything will fall in place. And this is a prime example of that not being the case. Right. right? They got the vision. They just got different ways of how to get there. And I, I it, it's tough, man, because I like both of these guys. Um, I like both of these guys and and they make valid points. They make very valid points. I don't I don't think there's a wrong way to do either. Um it's just it's just different. It's almost kind of like social justice. Do you fight the system from the outside or do you fight it from the inside or right. from within? You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they're both the end result is the same in theory. It's just a different approach. So it's, I don't know, man. It, it was just very interesting to me. Um, I love it because this hits home with us as podcasters. How do we own our own stuff? And in just listening to this, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ideas on how we expand and how we work with other podcasts and, you know, you the cattle of the podcasters. You, you know what I mean? How do we champion it to where that's a lucrative thing? And so this has just been a case study for me, bro. Gotcha. So I've, I've been I've been nerding out over this whole thing, but again, congrats to Charlemagne. I think Joe Budden will be fine. I think Joe Budden needs to just do his own thing. Um, and his whole process is from what he's acknowledged is he basically he's used all of this as an experiment to learn about the insides of these businesses and companies mm-hmm. and how they really react. And he just reports back to the culture, like, hey, this is what Spotify is doing over here. Right. If you want to go down that road. Be my guest, but just know when you get hit with some oppression, don't say I didn't warn you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of was his attitude there. Gotcha. I just think it's time for Joe Budden to just go out on his own. He'll be all right. If that is your conviction, it's time for you to go out on it. Like link. I mean, you he's well connected. Oh yeah. Like you know, work your connections and see. You know, it's yeah, it's great. We're talking grassroots, but you got the name and the respect and the fo- fan, the cult following that you have get it off the ground and it's gonna take money and resources but bro you got a lot of people me included who will be rocking with you so that's that man um i did have one more okay <laughs> you're probably gonna trash this one uh let's talk about let's talk about your president trump there you're in my president so it came on out in an interview with Bob Woodward that Trump met with like what, 18 times or something like that? That Trump, something that we already knew, Trump uh, was well aware of the severity of COVID despite playing it down in the public. Discuss the trash. Trash. (laughs) It's it's futile talking about this with Teflon Don. Why not? <laughs> because because it's like, oh yeah, Trump knew. Trump said he knew about it. This dude, this dude could do. It's obvious. This dude could do whatever he wants, and none of it's gonna matter. So I don't think it's worth wasting time talking about. Let me ask you this: Do you think it's important for us to balance? You know, we are we're very we. One of the things I love about our podcast is that 
everybody. True. Yeah. Like no one, if you listen, if you listen to us, you need to understand anybody can get it. <laughs> Me and Gatry included. Right. No one's because we're all imperfect, right? Do you think it's important? One of the, one of the complaints I get from people, just in general, not specific to us, but one of the complaints I get is that oftentimes because we balance in our efforts to balance our criticisms and go after Joe, we don't acknowledge the elephant in the room that's Trump. Mm. So is it is you think there's any something to that that if you listen to us, it almost sound like we're right leaning, even though if you if you really do listen to yeah. us, you, you know that we're not. You'd have to listen to a lot to to see that you know we're right down the middle just because we've given we've we've given Joe the business we've given Donnie the the business so I mean I made myself player of the week before like like anybody like I don't I talk about myself like whatever you know what I mean it's 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 anybody if you're being foolish we're gonna talk about it and you know I understand I understand your where you're coming from and what's going to happen Hopefully, Gatry, this man doesn't get elected again. <laughs> Hopefully. What do you think? Do you think you think he has a shot? Of think course. You think he's still going to get elected? Yeah. I'm, 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 a, I'm mentally and emotionally preparing for four more years of Trump. Are you being cynical? No, I'm being for real. I'm being, I'm saying, I'm being dead a... serious. Based off of what? Just, I mean... Ooh, I mean, he pulled it off last time. <laughs> under, under. I mean, after, after, just not even. I mean, not even coming close to the popularity vote. I mean, he was able to to really work the electoral college, you know. So we all know that. I just, sure. I just can't. I can't put it past this dude. I cannot put gotcha. it past this dude to win again. Do he's, I want that? You, you feel that he's going to manipulate the system somehow? I can't even get- say what he's going to do. I just don't think it's realistic to think that he loses. You don't think it's realistic? I don't think it's realistic, dude. It's just, it's just I mean, think about it, man. Think about it. That's Walker. very uh, morbid. Think about it. Just like I said earlier, Walker, this man can do and say whatever he wants. He can. Whatever he wants. I'm just thinking like, man, like to me, this is, again, here I go. Here I go going after Democrats. This is why I think they're so weak. Because if this was Hillary, if this was Barack, he would be covered in tar and feather by now. I don't know. You mean if, if they were, if they were, if they were, if they were conducting if similar Barack behavior? Obama or Hillary Clinton was the sitting president, and there was a pandemic. Oh, okay, I see what you mean. That came by. And took out almost what approaching two hundred thousand people, right? And you knew about it. Forget it. you can even be aloof, and you'll be covered in tar and feathers at this point. Right. I'm saying, if you knew and then said something different to the public, you mean to tell me they wouldn't? They wouldn't be pitchforks outside of the White House lawn? Oh yeah. So the fact that that's not even the case, I'm like, hey, Democrats is. Is this on? <laughs> Did you hear that? I just think the Democrats are—they're just so weak. I—I I mean, I, I wouldn't—I wouldn't argue that. I just—they're weak. Ugh. 
hell to the victors, but man, I don't, I don't, I, I realistically don't see Trump losing. Is it toxic masculinity to suggest that the Democrats should grow some balls? <laughs> that is toxic masculinity. You've been really abrasive. The thing about toxic masculinity is while it's inappropriate, it's fun and entertaining for our listeners. So the Democratic Party needs to grow a pair. <laughs> Just saying. Gotcha. Anyway, that's all I got. Uh, do we want to get to our shout out, sir? Would you like to go first? Yeah. Walker, I'm going to shout out the Freedom Georgia Initiative. Have you heard of this? Um, no. Okay. So this is an initiative led by two women, Ashley Scott and Renee Walters and, uh, 19, uh, other families. You took, you took my shout out. Let's, let's have, let's have at it. Let's go Wait, ahead. I thought you were, I thought you weren't. One what? I asked if you're familiar with this and you said I'm not. I didn't know the name of the project, but I just knew the specifics. Okay. I didn't. I just knew the specifics of it. It's actually my shout out. I did okay. not. Pre- I would not have prefaced it the way that you did. So I'm glad you led first with. It. Okay. All right. So yeah. Um. So uh, Ash- Ashley and Renee band together with uh, donations and contrib- contributions from 19 other families to acquire nearly a hundred acres outside of uh, Tombsboro, Georgia. Uh, 97 to be exact. Okay. Um, so their, their vision here, Walker, is to form a city named Freedom, Georgia. This city is going to be, um, <laughs> it's going to have like a, Freedom, wa- Georgia. that is so dope. Go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. It's going to have a Wakandian, uh, vision for it, uh, with some, as I like to call it with some black wall street sprinkled on top. Um, just, just imagine a safe place for, um, people that look like you and me to go or to maybe even move to. To where, you know, they're seeing people that look like them and influential roles in this city from terms of uh, government of the city all the way down to entrepreneurship in the city. Uh, These ladies, uh, they they conducted uh, after the close of the deal, they conducted this uh, camp out um, on on site on on certain part of these uh, nearly 100 acres. And uh, had had kind of like a little party. It might be the foot wash, but it wasn't nearly as uh, debaucherous. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, they they spoke a little bit about how things were going to be structured. And one of the things that I picked up on the interview that they that I that I saw was that um, it's going to be unapologetically black, but at the same time exclu or not exclusive excuse me very inclusive so so she went on in detail by saying well, this is not a land to where white people and other races cannot enter but um upon entering to this city as it's formed as it matures just know the heartbeat of it is going to be you know we're gonna we're gonna have everybody on the same level but there's gonna be a, a leadership structure of a lot of people of color right so um, I think it's dope. Uh, I, I, I don't know how I stumbled across this article, but I read it. I watched several interviews. I even did some more research. So um, but I think I get I've given you enough to, to make the shout out since it is your shout out, Walker. Uh, I want to hear your added thoughts on this. Um, kudos to these women and to the families for 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 doing that. I, I think this is what we have talked about. Like it'll be so dope if like I grab some of my friends, you grab some of your friends, and we pick, we pick an area of land and buy it, 
um, we buy property up and we bring, we move all, we move to those places. We bring our businesses there and we support each other. And to me, I think the beauty of that is this is, this is how just naming a few areas of town in our city. This is how cities like Gardendale got spun up. Mm. Your Vestavias, your Hoovers, you had people decide, hey, let's pick some land out and let's move our businesses there. Let's move our homes there. Let's move that's let's let's move in some 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 teachers. Let's start a school. Let's let's do our own thing. How come we can't do that? So for these families to do that and for it to be a safe space for, for people of color to not fear, be afraid when they walk the streets or when they do whatever, it's beautiful. I love it. I love it. I'm here for it. And, and, and kudos and shout out to these people for, for having the vision, not only having a vision, you know, it's one thing to have vision. It's a tougher thing to even execute it. So for them to be this far in executing it, I tip my hat to them. Dude, they were able to generate all those funds in 45 days. Lord have mercy. It can be done. It can be done. <laughs> it can definitely be done. All right. I guess we can go on to player of the week. That's church. Um, Walker, I'm bringing Novak Djokovic to you. <laughs> uh, did you hear about what happened to him last week? No. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, Novak Djokovic, uh, I think he's the number one ranked tennis player in the world. Uh, he was competing in the fourth round of the U.S. Open. He became very irate with one of the calls and decided to hit a line judge with the ball. Um, yeah, Walker, he, he takes the ball out of his pocket like he's going to serve it. He bounces on the, on the pavement of the court and literally hits his racket and strikes the ball aiming directly at a line judge striking this woman in the neck um oh it's a woman it's a woman dude striking this woman in the neck there there are there's footage of her on the ground because i mean these these tennis these pro tennis players are really launching the ball right and it, these are men these like, are you men got women hitting almost 100 hour dude. serve balls like i can only imagine how fast it is for men dude so it, it, it was pretty rough to watch if i if i have to be honest um but yeah, so um, the Joker, as he's called in, in the tennis arena, um, as soon as he as soon as he hits it, Walker, he know you, you can tell he knows like, oh, I just made a mistake, and it strikes this woman in no time, and he he goes over to try to console the woman, um, and then you know, of course, medical people come in and try to try to get her back. She looked like she lost her breath for a few seconds, man. It was it was bad. Her face oh was red. Yeah, goodness. So here's the part. I mean. He, he, you, you can argue that he played himself by letting letting his emotions to get the best of him in that moment to do something like that. But here's the part where I lost a lot of respect for the Joker, as they call him. Um, you had some left? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, I mean, just to fast forward to the end, they ended up like, they call it in tennis defaulting, but um, they ended up like ejecting him. It's, a, it's equivalent to an ejection, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I just... Walker, you know how emotional I get, and you know how irrational I can be. I, I just think don't I lost respect, all respect for him after that, bro. I, I wouldn't even want to hear what he had to say. But, well, here's but, the thing: he's on, and and you know, there's nobody, there's nobody. Their tennis matches are rather quiet anyway, so you can hear a lot of banter. Sure. But um, that that the I guess the primary judges are conversing about you know tossing him from this match, and so here you have Joker defending himself, and you know. 
questioning like you know did i really hit her that hard i mean just like come on and this is like you could hear this stuff and to me i think that was more callous than the act itself just because you gotta know in that moment you did something you shouldn't have done how can you really defend yourself at that point you're at the mercy of whatever judge makes that call because you really screwed up so um like i said long story short they end up tossing him from the tennis match he's he's kicked out of the u.s open um the other guy he forfeits and the other guy wins um but he also lost they said over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars of accumulated funds or winnings up until that point and um he later this is not this is not player of the week fashion but he later put something out on Instagram apologizing for it. I mean, he put a lengthy uh, note out. Uh, but I just, Walker, I just couldn't get over the fact that he really tried to plead his case in trying to influence those judges from not ejecting him from, from the match after that just terrible act. Um, yeah. Novak, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I don't know what you were thinking. I really don't. But man, you can't you can't do this. You can't you know it, but you can't do this. Sorry. You idiots. Yeah, you know, again, that's two different ways of looking at it. If a, if you are willing to take a ball and strike a woman with it what's to stop you from pleading your case right. like to me that's what i was saying oh, again it's I different ways of looking at it like it's more egregious that he tried to plead his case but he intended to do it so after you intend to do that knowing you could potentially kill somebody doing something like that what's to stop you from taking it a step further right like you are to me you are already way out there if you've done that yeah. again different ways of looking at it either way you and i are disgusting so anyway, um, mine is going to be short. Okay. Mine is very short. I'm, I'm not going to set, do much setup with this. Are you familiar with the, the fire that's burning in El Dorado in California? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Goodness gracious. My player of the week goes out to the person who started it. Do you know how this fire started, Gatry? I do not. I just thought this was like any other random wildfire they have out there. Because it happens this time of year. No, no. Pyrotechnics oh. from a botched gender reveal fail. Walker, for real? For reals. Absolutely. Now, you know in this pandemic... You know, in this pandemic and with with the emergence of apps like TikTok, everybody trying to everyone's trying to one up one another. Yeah. Now, I'm a Bible believing man. So are you. If the Bible really does say that the love of money is the root of all evil, then I have to believe that the love for attention is a close second. Mm-mm. Because whatever happened to just cutting a cake? <laughs> Whatever happened to popping a balloon? Right. Whatever happened to, you know, these safe measures to determine what you're having? How about a note from the doctor? <laughs> That's so 2013. <laughs> and I guess what's so 2013 is not setting 
13,000 plus acres of land on fire. I had no and idea. They have not released the name of this person, which to me is amazing. Right. Because I wonder if I had done that. Oh, yeah. would you known. know about it? Yeah, because you're a thug walker. Is it that that part of, to me is amazing? I mean, of course, there's still uh, because of the property damage, homes have been messed up. I mean, it's it's getting into the millions of of dollars in damage because of this. Um, That's crazy, guys. It ain't that deep. It's not that deep. It's really not that deep. Um, Khaled, congratulations, you played yourself, Walker. I gotta I gotta say this. In 2012, we had a gender reveal for uh, YG. Uh, we met at a restaurant back when you could do that. And um, we had a cake that we cut. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. To me, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. But maybe it shows just how basic I really am. <laughs> I still think that's a great idea. I, I do. Mean, we I, still watch it's, the it's, video. <laughs> it's, it's not... I mean, yeah, it's cool for pictures. Yeah, I, I get it. I get the idea, but it's so much that can go in California in where Cali, anything dude. can catch on fire at any yeah. given moment. If you right. breathe hard enough, stuff will catch on fire in out Cali, there. Like, Cali had just had a few fires earlier this year. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's my player of the week. That is my player of the week. That is really sad. I'm sorry. That is sad. Yeah. I've, and 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 uh, now let's prayer list uh prayers to those who've been impacted by this for no reason you got to think about it some people no longer have a home because you wanted to have this cool production for the reveal of the gender of your child dude i got a homeboy uh from sacramento who's here because his wife is in phd school or whatever you call it and um, dude, he was he was sharing pictures on his Instagram, and the first picture I saw, I was like, man, this is cool. Like, whoever put this filter on there is really talented. And his caption was like, no, this is not a filter. This is my hometown burning. I mean, there's like a this eerie orange hue that's like cast upon several. You can't white- stay outside long at all. Yeah, at all. I don't talk about talk about being forced to quarantine. Exactly. Right. right. So, yeah, like it, it's it's not safe out there. So Jeez. like our thoughts and prayers are with those people as well. So I'm glad that ran across my mind. But there are people who've lost their homes, lost businesses because of this. And for what? So. Yep. That's all I got, man. All right. Um, I don't have I do have a word. Oh, do I have a word? Yeah. Yeah, I do have a word. Just from this podcast alone. The word is research. Take time to research what you're talking about. I've had to learn that. This has come from someone who has had to learn that himself. We talk for an hour and a half every week. It's incumbent for us to know what we're talking about. I don't think many of y'all will continue to listen to us if we didn't know what we were talking about. Doesn't mean we get it right, but we're at least coming from a place of informed information. Listen, guys, everyone has a slant. 
because everyone can't cover everything. So they're only going to cover what they think is important and necessary, which gives them the slant. So it's incumbent upon us to get the full picture by listening to multiple sides, getting information that's not readily and easily accessible to us, and finding the truth of what's going on in our world, regardless of what it is. And I think that makes us better informed. And the, my hope and prayer is that the better informed we are, the more likely we are to better educate each other and make better decisions. Whatever you do, please govern and act accordingly and responsibly. And with that, Gatry, the doors of the church are open. May the Lord watch between me and thee as we're absent one from another. Let us go in peace and have a great, productive, wonderful week. May we lose pounds by getting on the Peloton and getting sufficient rest this week. May we crush it on our jobs. For those of us looking for work, may you find work. I just pray blessings upon each and every one of you guys. And as always, I'm Caesar Walker. That guy over there is Rodney Gatchery. With our powers combined, we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening.